Welcome to the Prepped and Polished podcast, the podcast that empowers you to take control of your education, featuring weekly interviews with influencers in the world of education, as well as tutoring tips, lessons, and updates. And now, here's your host, Alexis Avila. And welcome back to the Prepped and Polished podcast. This is episode 200. You heard me right. It's 200 episodes and here we are. We're ready to do another 100 episodes. So make sure you join our Prepped and Polished community on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, YouTube. Just type Prepped and Polished. And also go to our site, PreppedandPolished.com. If you have a question or a reaction during or after today's podcast, just go to PreppedandPolished.com and just type in your question into our chat box, and we'll get back to you right away. On today's episode number 200, I welcome to the show Yulia who is founder of Mindful Education, a company that helps parents and their kids tackle a variety of issues that stem from executive function deficits, such as um, lack of engagement and motivation in academics and school, which we're going to touch upon today, uh, as well as disorganization, uh, emotional uh, anxiety, some anxiety, poor time management, lack of study routine, and, and poor communication. Um, Yulia has a, a bachelor's in political science from California State University in Northridge, uh, and she reveals to us today uh, how she, you know, she's overcome her own struggles with ADD and anxiety uh, disorder, and how she's learned to take action and overcome, uh, not only overcome her obstacles, but now she inspires thousands of students to do the same. Uh, on today's episode, Yulia gives us her tips on how to take uh, more action uh, and feel you know, more motivated in school and beyond. And if you want to listen to another related topic, uh, just rewind and go to our episode number 162 on strengthening your executive function skills with Seth Perler. So let's get to today's episode. Hope you enjoy it. This is episode number 200. Yulia, welcome to the Prepped and Polished podcast. How are you today? Hey, Alexis. I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. Can you start off by uh, just uh, uh, telling the audience a little bit about your background uh, and how you became uh, sort of this expert, uh, nationally known uh, in the area of executive function and uh, helping students uh, you know, with their motivation and parents? Sure. Yeah. Um, so my story starts off uh, as a tutor. I uh, was a tutor for through college, and I worked with all types of students. Um, and I met the owner of this tutoring franchise one day, and she invited me to work with her um, as an education consultant. So I started consulting families and sort of selling tutoring packages and um, that evolved into a role where I was a coordinator, hiring tutors, interviewing them, matching with families. Um, and then uh, after certain circumstances, uh, I ended up running the company with my partner and just meeting thousands of students and really getting to know their stories and uh, speaking to parents and uh, holding workshops. Um, so from this tutoring um, came this need for executive function skills, which is something that people were not talking about, you know, that much, as much as they are now a few years back. Um, so oh, I definitely noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's more prevalent now, but I'm, I still feel like 
people don't necessarily understand what that means. And I decided to close the tutoring company and focus solely on this stuff we call executive functioning and really shift my focus on helping parents, um, parent like a coach, because I was getting so many questions from them like, why does my child do this? This doesn't make any sense. How can I help them do that? So I want parents to understand what I understand so that they can apply it um, and help their kids. Fantastic. Um, and can you tell us about your uh, website, Mindful Mindful Education? Yeah, types Mindful. Of services? Uh, yeah. So Mindful has two L's. It's a play on words. Um, I love plays on words. <laughs> also, the domain names for the other Mindful were kind of taken. Uh, there's so many companies out sure. there that, that focus on mindfulness. And uh, what I found is a lot of those companies are great. You know, some of them focus on the, the meditation aspect of mindfulness. And others talk about... Definitely you know, your, your emotions and all that, which, which is a part of it. So mindful education, um, what parents will find there is a plethora of resources. Um, I thought about what, what do parents need to understand in order to be successful in helping their kids and helping their, their kids get motivated. And so, um, it's become a place where, um, I, I put out my, uh, lots of blogs uh, on, on topics, um, and most of the questions that I answer in my blogs come straight from parents that I work with. Um, I also talk a lot about executive functioning and the types of symptoms um, that come up when you have a dysfunctional sort of routine. And so I really want parents to be educated on the, the root of what's causing all of the symptoms that they're seeing in their child. So you dive a little bit deeper, uh, try to figure out like the, the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not just, uh, you know, but you also help students uh, with their organization and, uh, mm-hmm. and co- do you coach them as well? With that? Yes, I, uh, I do work with a lot of students. So part of the time I'm working with parents, but the other part, I am diving deep into the systems that students need to develop and maintain in order to execute what they need to execute. So get stuff done, you know. Um, And a lot of what I do is about getting past the procrastination, getting past the emotional overwhelm, understanding how to get started, um, how to stay focused, how to stay persistently on task, how to manage your time so that you're, you know, using it efficiently. And what really motivates my students is, that I say, you know, once you get these systems down, you're going to have more time to do what you love, more free time. And you can really enjoy that free time because you're not worried about all the stuff that's not getting done. And your parents aren't nagging you to turn off the video game and, you know, study for that test because you've, you've created, you've designed a day and a routine that allows you to get done what you need to get done and then take a break and relax and do what you love to do. That's perfect. So let's talk about uh, unmotivated students. You know, what does an unmotivated student look like? What are the reasons for for this lack of enthusiasm towards school and and, and outside of school? Well, the obvious answer is it's school. (laughs) (laughs) School kind of sucks. And that's the conversation. It hasn't changed, I guess. 
it hasn't really changed that much, um, even from the 19th century. Uh, recently, a funny anecdote, I visited a ghost town uh, in Calico, California, middle of nowhere, took like two hours driving up the 15. And um, the whole town was um, a, an old silver mining town. And one of the original buildings in the town was a schoolhouse. And you walk into the schoolhouse, and you think about how, how the world has changed since then. Um, and everything we do now looks different, feels different, um, you know, technology's boomed. But you walk into the schoolhouse and it looks and feels identical to what school is today. So essentially kids are walking into a classroom, they're walking back in time into the 19th century. You know, there's still forward facing desks, there's still a teacher at the head of the class sort of lecturing, there's still a standardized test that you need to, you know, either pass or fail, um, that kind of sets you up for the rest of your life supposedly. Um, so school doesn't necessarily engage students and get them curious about the topics they're learning. You know, people tend to, to, to focus on what they love to do, what they're good at, and they like to get better at what they're good at. And what school says is you need to be good at all of this stuff and you need to work hard and you need to focus. And, you know, that's how you're going to be successful. And um, after meeting literally thousands of students at all ages, um, I asked them one question. And I was so shocked after years and years of asking the same question that I would get the same answer. And that question was, why do we go to school? And the answer they repeatedly gave me is, well, because I need to find a job and I need to make money. Where's the passion in that? Where's the curiosity? Where's the love? You know. It's missing. Our, yeah. our entire paradigm around school is you need to study and work hard so that you can get a job and make money. And that's where you come in. Yeah. Um, now, I'm sure you see a lot of parents doing a lot of uh, things wrong when it comes to trying to get their kids out of bed into school. What, what are some of those things that they're doing wrong? What are some little tweaks that maybe they could make? I like that question. Um, First of all is the mindset about motivation. So a lot of parents choose their actions based on some false assumptions. And one of the biggest false assumptions is, is that if their kid isn't motivated, that means that they're unwilling to do something. So they believe it's the sheer force of will that is missing. Um, But from an executive functioning perspective, Um, The way to approach it is that they are unable. They do not have the skills. Um, They do not have the ability to overcome their emotional overwhelm, um, which is an executive function. They don't have the ability to self-start. They don't have the ability to reflect on the consequences of their actions. Um, They're very short-sighted. Mm-hmm. And the way humans are programmed, you know, we're programmed to either seek pleasure or avoid pain. That is our mm. very fundamental motivation for all the choices that we make. And for example, getting out of bed in the morning, um, that's something that's extremely difficult for me to this day. And for example, this morning, because I had to wake up early, the only way I was going to get out of my warm, snuggly bed 
um, is if I had something to really look forward to. And that was walking my dog. And um, I had to trick myself into waking up um, to say like, well, I'm going to look ahead to the benefits of waking up early and taking my dog on a walk. And I really had to look at what's, you know, what's going to motivate me to do this. And I can't wait for me to feel motivated. You know, motivation isn't a feeling. It's an executive function. It's my ability to execute what I need to do in order to reach a goal that I want to reach. And when it comes to school, that goal is so far away, right? So the, the benefit is so far away. Um, and it's about delaying your gratification. It's choosing the short-term pain for the long-term gain. And it's not that your child is unwilling to do that. It's that they can't. They do not have the skill. So what I want to you know, advise parents to do is help your child slowly build that skill over time by taking little uh. tiny baby steps toward that goal. And because of this assumption that your child is unwilling to do something, then there's a lot of disappointment. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of pressure that parents are, you know, kind of putting on top of their child. And that is causing them to continue to procrastinate and continue to avoid those negative emotions and stay stuck in that cycle. Wow. This is, this is mind blowing stuff. Um, <laughs> now you, you talked earlier about, you know, this, the correlate, the student basically correlates school with getting a job. Mm -hmm. What are some of those in-betweens that you tell the student and parent to look forward to before the job so that you can make your, the school all, all work, you know, worthwhile and, and willing to go to it? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, I guess the way I approach it is I separate two things that are completely separate. One is schooling, which is the system by which we educate our kids, right? Schooling is a system um, and education. And education is, you know, learning and, and gaining skills and competencies. So once I separate schooling from education, I can help that student tap into their core of what truly motivates them to learn. Um, okay. And we talk about, you know, do you hate the subject or do you dislike the teacher or is it the time of day? You know, how are you feeling in that class? What are some of the benefits of learning, for example, history, this abstract subject that most students tell me they can't stand because the way they're taught in our schooling system is, you know, you have to memorize these people, these dates, this time. Um, and I'll tell my students right up front, um, I can't remember a single thing I learned in history class in the many years I went. I can't remember a single name or a date. But what I do value from that class are the stories that we learned and the, the significance of history. And I'm so, I'm so excited about history and, you know, the cycles of human behavior in the past. So I talk about what I'm passionate about and I get excited about it. And the way our brains work is that, the students that I'm working with, they get excited and passionate about it too. So the more relevant I can make the knowledge to their life, the more they can apply it to themselves, 
um, the more they feel connected to it and the more they have this natural curiosity to do well. When it comes to schooling and your career, I tell my students, you know, I studied political science in college. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I chose that is because I asked myself, uh, you know, okay, why am I going to college? Why should I go? And my answer to that question was, I want to learn and figure out how the world works. And I thought, well, how is the world organized? It's organized by governments and laws, and there's all these relationships between countries. And I really want to get to the heart of how that works and who's in charge and how do I fit into that? So that's what motivated me. Did I choose a career in politics because I studied political science? I tried. I hated it. <laughs> I failed yeah. at it. Um, but that's what led me to what I do now as an education consultant and a coach. So I'm proof that, you know, your schooling doesn't equal your future. Um, just because you're a struggling student doesn't mean, you know, you're going to struggle through life. And the core of education, you know, the reason why we're learning is to learn about who we are, how we function, and how, how we are going to fit into the world. And, what kind of life do you want to live? And, um, you know, it, it's about taking control of, of your destiny so that you can design a life that you're happy to live. That's, that's amazing. So do you ever get into like the social um, uh, life, uh, uh, giving, giving kids and parents tips? Uh, like, like, for example, unmotivated students tend to maybe hang out with unmotivated friends. Mm -hmm. Or is that, do you just kind of stay away from that and maybe based on your advice, they'll, they'll make better decisions? Um, that's a great question because it's impossible to isolate, right? Like the, the component of education from social, from family. So we really have to have a holistic approach. Um, so we talk about that. You know, um, I had a student once tell me um, his friend is going to complete the second portion of his assignment for him. So AKA he was going to cheat <laughs> and it's okay. Cause everyone was doing it and you know, he's hanging out with these friends. Um, so a lot of that comes up in, in my work with students and rather than telling them what not to do, mm -hmm. I like to give suggestions on what to do. So for example, okay. I hated studying. I hated it. I never made time for it. I constantly would stress out on tests. I would wait till the last minute to kind of quickly review the material. And one time I had a, a friend of mine who was like a high achiever and she said, Hey, we're having a study group um, together at Starbucks. Um, and, you know, come over and study. And she kind of really pushed me to do it. And I realized that when I made studying something I hated, a fun social event, that that helped me study and actually had fun. And I, my stress went down and all that stuff. So, oh, wow. yes, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a great way to use, you know, social stuff. Uh, oh, that's and, awesome. And work with your friends in order to get that down. Yeah. That's cool. Do you find that, uh, what, what's the parent of an unmotivated student like? Does it vary? That's a great question. Um, there's a cup, there's, there's this model that I look at when it comes to when I'm meeting a family and how the parents fit into the equation. So um, a lot of parents, because they're so fearful 
um, of their child's future uh, mm-hmm. based on that assumption that they're just unmotivated and that you know the way they are now is how they're going to be later. Parents operate on hope and fear. Mm. And wow. that, you know, that causes them to um, either nag, you know, their child to death and really stay on top of them every second of the day, you know, and that parent is under my umbrella of, you know, I just want you to be successful. I just, uh, I want you to be responsible. Um, that term responsible comes up a lot. And then there's another category of parents who avoid the subject altogether to keep the peace. Um, they're they're kind of laissez-faire and they've just kind of given up hope that, um, you know, they're, they're just assuming that, you know, their kid's going to struggle forever. And it's, it's a really, there's a lot of fear there. Um, so my goal is to educate parents um, and, you know, have them really approach the problem like a coach. And that means with the understanding of the root cause and with the confidence that everything's going to be fine, that and also the knowledge that these skills take many, many years to develop. And the part of your brain that is in charge of executive functioning, your frontal lobe, that continues to develop through your uh, late 20s into your early 30s. And especially because a lot of the families I work with, um, these are parents of kids who are neuroatypical. They have, they're either on the spectrum or they have ADHD. Okay. And what that, what that means is that this part of their brain, uh, there's a delay in development. So these kids are exhibiting age inappropriate behaviors. And so it's going to take them longer than their peers to really catch up. And if you know that as a parent, then it takes away the fear. And it takes away all of those symptoms of that fear, which is nagging and avoidance and argument and dysfunction. And what I really, really aim to do is heal the relationships between parents and their kids because there's so much unnecessary drama and fighting and stress that comes with executive function issues and not being motivated. That, That is why I focus so much on parents because the most important job of of a parent is to create a, a secure relationship um, where your child, when they're experiencing problems, um, feel comfortable to come to you and express themselves. And part of, that, part of that secure bond is also that you can give your child the freedom to, to make their mistakes and learn from their mistakes um, and, and really take away that control because as a parent, you don't have control. And the best thing you can do is model the values and the behaviors that you want your child to adopt over time. Wow. So what are some, uh, some tips that you can maybe give us uh, for, for, for an unmotivated student who just wants to get a little bit more uh, motivated? And should we use the word motivated? Because in an earlier conversation we had, you said something like, to the extent of maybe we should change that word, but I'm not sure. Well, I know I'm wearing a shirt that says motivated. It says motivated, so. I have a problem with the idea of, or the definition of motivated, because okay. in our society, that means you have to feel, you know, motivated. And my biggest tip is don't wait to do something. Like, don't wait to feel motivated. My biggest piece of advice is that that feeling that we call motivation, it actually comes after we take action. 
And in order to take action, you have to do it despite how you feel. And Uh. if you want to help your child feel motivated, you need to help them take little tiny baby step toward their goal. Meet them where they are. Don't expect your child to wake up one morning and all of a sudden, you know, um, expect them to get their stuff done and, and plan them, you know, their time and, and take responsibility. That's a skill that they need to develop little by little over time. So help them do take one little baby step that is that is a little easy for them to do and reward that effort. And what happens when you, when you take action is that inevitably you feel really good and that leads you to taking more action and feeling even better. And what you're doing is you're, you're tricking your brain into associating pleasure with that action. So true. I hope that makes sense. Oh my gosh, it, it does. It really, really does. And a lot of the, your work is, is, and I read your website, is dealing with anxiety. And I'm sure the yes. anxiety cripples your decision to take that action. Absolutely. And um, one thing I didn't mention about myself is I have ADHD and I have an anxiety disorder. So when I'm talking about this, it's because I've lived it. And to this day, I have to really battle my anxiety. But what I learned about my anxiety is that when I feel anxious, that is my body's signal that, um, that there's a problem that I need to solve and that there's an action that I'm not taking. And what I realize is once I figure out what is causing that anxiety and once I take action to resolve it, um, that I feel better. And that I can really use my anxiety as a benefit to prompting me to take action. That's fantastic. Um, so, so students who you know are listening to us today, mm-hmm. you know, feeling feeling a little sluggish. Um, some tips on on how to you know things that they could do to take some action. Yeah. So here's a really concrete tip. You can do this in a few minutes, and I do this multiple times a day. And I don't have to write it down anymore because it's become such a habit that I just think it through. Um, So this is an exercise about goal setting. So if there's a goal that you need to reach or that you want to get to, um, and I really encourage, you know, students to write down goals for what they need to get done and what they want to get done so that you're planning ahead for all the fun stuff you want to do and all the stuff that might not be preferred. So once you write down all your goals, Uh, put it in a center column. To the left of the column, I want students to write down everything that's going to suck if they don't reach those goals or if they don't attempt those goals. So all the negative consequences of, you know, the, the natural consequences of not reaching those goals. And on the right side of their goals, I want to, I want them to really pay attention to all the benefits, how they're going to feel, what they're going to get to do because they've reached that goal. And I want them to associate taking action toward their goal with all the positive benefits and all those amazing, rewarding, good, fuzzy, warm feelings that they're going to get when those goals are accomplished. Because our automatic response to to setting a goal might be, um, you know, the fear of, of failing um, and, you know, all the pain we're going to have to face in the short term in order to complete that goal. So this simple process um, you can do every single day is going to get you to 
you know, associate completing that goal and taking action with all the benefits of doing that. Wow. That's amazing. How do we, uh, how do we get best get in touch with you and, and work with you? So I would encourage, um, if you're listening to this and you want more information that you go to mindfuleducation.com and that's with two L's and sign up to receive my free guides. Um, everything we talked about today, I have either put into a video guide or written up in a PDF. And once you sign up for the mailing list, um, not only do you have my email and, and direct access to me, but you also get these free guides that I've put together that have all this information, um, you know, kind of organized for you. Fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, before uh, we let you go, any advice for, for teens listening today who are re- getting ready to, to cross that, that bridge from uh, teenage years to, to the next, next level? Absolutely. And, um, you know, whether you're a teen that you're, you're going to college, right? Uh, that trend is a yeah. big transition. I would encourage you to, to ask yourself, what do I love? Um, what do I love to do? What am I passionate about? What problem do I want to solve in the world? Um, what makes me happy? What am I good at? And how could I get better at that? Um, because that's going to be a great motivator for those really tough times. And for those times where you're not going to feel like doing something, if you're, if you're, if you're doing what you love or you're approaching, you know, your, your goal is to do what you love, then that's, that's going to be the best motivator that you can ever have more than making a million dollars or, you know, um, any other kind of career goal that we might set up for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And, uh, Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom today, uh, Yulia, and uh, coming on the Practical Polish Podcast. Appreciate your time. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. And this wraps up our show today. This was episode number 200 with educator and executive function coach, Yulia Rafailova. Episode 201 is coming soon. That will be our next Tutoring Tips episode. And uh, to access all of our episodes, all 200, just go to preptandpolished.com forward slash podcast, or you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash preptandpolished. Thank you for joining us for 200 episodes of the Prepped and Polished podcast. Now go out there and take control of your education. You've been listening to the Prepped and Polished podcast. For more information, check out preptandpolished.com. Also, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Class dismissed.